Hello and welcome to the reaction to Celtic 3, Livingston 0. I'm your host this evening, it's Claire Wilde and I am joined by, as always, an illustrious panel. It's Annabelle MacDonald, first of all. Hi, Annabelle. Hi, Claire. How are, How are you? you doing? I'm great, thank you. Although low-key glad that that second half is over. You sound like quite low-key great as well. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, and Graham Mackay. Hi, Graham. Hi, how you doing? You looking a bit less in the wars than I last saw you. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm happy now. I've got this new calendar page. Uh, it's uh, Josip Juranovic. Oh, so excellent! <laughs> Just uh, in time. <laughs> yeah, and for some reason, Cal Starfield, despite being like our number two centre back, is in the wee picture. Okay, well there you go. I like your little calendar updates. That's good to know. Um, so that was a game of football. Let's start with you, Graham. What were your general thoughts on that game? I thought the first half was some of the best football we've played in a while, uh, especially against a low block. I think um, there were some individuals playing today that really stepped up and kind of made it a fluid 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, overall, in the second half, I felt as if when the sub started, we, we kind of the game died to death a little bit, which the momentum seems to go every time we do that. But at this stage of the, the season, it's just about getting the results and keeping players fit. So I, I guess you can't uh, argue with that. But I would have hated to have been sitting in that last 30 minutes in the pissing rain. Cold. <laughs> like and, and with his hood up. How did you like and with his hood up, Annabelle? Oh, I liked it a lot. I think people now know that Penguin Ange is a favourite of mine. So <laughs> Axel Banovich had his hood up in the dugout. I know. <laughs> he did. He looked quite grumpy, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. we've got a leaky dugout. Yeah, maybe. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, Annabelle, your general thoughts on that game? Yeah, very similar to Graham. I thought the first half was an extremely enjoyable 45 minutes of football. The start of the second half was great. I thought, oh, this is going to be an absolute steamrolling here. But yeah, I agree that it just kind of dropped off a little bit after the subs, which is fine. It's not that we were playing terribly. We were still, you know, attempting to fashion chances and there was still a degree of energy there, but it's kind of hard when you're playing against the absolute dross that Martin Dale put on that pitch tonight against us. <laughs> Don't mince your words. Um, talking of uh, the players on the pitch this evening, the lineup, let's go through the lineup of who we had playing. Um, we had Hart in goals. We had Alistair Johnson or what does Graham uh, Christian keep calling him? Anthony, oh, uh, Anthony John Johnson. <laughs> Alistair Johnson, Carter Vickers, Starfelt Taylor, uh, midfield of McGregor, Hatate, O'Reilly, and then Jota, Maeda, and Kyogo. Um, let's do that and then we'll we'll look at the subs bench. But first of all, what did you make of that lineup, Graham? Were you happy with that? What you expected? Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, a few people were saying that before the game started that we were playing our, our strongest eleven. And uh, before we can really judge Iwata, that's what I feel is our strongest 11. And I think it was good to see because I think Andrew was saying beforehand that he was actually considering resting more players, but they, they turned up in training looking quite fresh. So mm -hmm. I it was good to see that the first 11 out there, because we know that Livingston can, can be a sticky opposition, even at home. We, we struggled against them last season. So uh, you wanted to see your, your best players out there. And... It was good to see Matt O'Reilly back and just, uh, he, he looked firing a little mm -hmm. bit to me. I know that the, the internet might not agree, but uh, he looked as if he was fit and firing tonight. So that was good to see. Yeah. Annabelle, any thoughts? Pleased to see Matt O'Reilly back? Yeah, I was, but not so much because I think he's been on 
you know, a poor run of form or anything and he's getting another chance. It's more just good to see Ange exercising that kind of rotation philosophy that he clearly has. And I think I've mentioned this before, um, but, you know, we definitely have had less injuries this season compared to last season. I think right now, maybe Anthony Ralston's our only injured player who's completely unavailable. Is that right? I think so. Graham? Hitati and Kyogo have been injured for Rangers now in the Belchers, thanks. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry in advance. But yeah, I just I just think it's really good to see, you know, Ange has that strong squad there and he was kind of, like you say, Graham, operating under the impression he would need to be resting more players and surprised that everyone pulled up so well, which was great to hear. I just think that we're really seeing the advantage of having such a strong squad now in terms of how interchangeable the players are, but also in terms of how fresh they are and how much easier it is to keep them in good shape. So I think when I initially saw Moy drop, there was a bit like, oh, because, you know, he's been on such good form. Why drop Moy? And I don't think it's with Ange, it's a case of I'm dropping Moy because he's been playing badly and it's time to give Matt O'Reilly mm-hmm. his chance. I think it's more Matt O'Reilly's a good player. Moy's a good player. Why not swap them about, give them a rest, but also make the point that there's no first team place that's yours. You don't own that place. It's up for grabs for anyone. You know, make go in and, you know, put a statement out there and he gave Matt O'Reilly that chance tonight. So yeah, I was really happy to see that. Yeah, Graham, you've got a squad, you might as well use it. Let's look at the bench. Um we've got Scott Bain. We've got Haksabanovic aforementioned. Yes. <laughs> um Abada, Moy, Turnbull, Kobayashi, O, Iwata and Forrest. That's a strong bench, isn't it? I mean it kind of goes to the point that Annabelle was making that we've got the players to do this. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the three players that didn't come on, uh, the three outfield players with uh, Haksabanovic, um Kobayashi and Forrest. I mean, they're starting for any other team in the league. It's just, and they can't even get minutes for us at the moment. Uh, it's, it's good to see, and it's especially when you when you think back to like boxing. Uh, was it the Boxing Day or the Christmas Eve game against St Johnson last season, where we had like Joey Dawson up front and <laughs> a, a diabolical bench? Uh, <clears throat> it's just good to see that that's coming. You can you can start to see the the image that Ange has has had in mind from the very beginning because it's it's starting to kind of appear, appear in front of our eyes and and as Annabelle jinxed us with injuries, it has been good not to have that many this season. So <laughs> uh, it's just Sorry. going to be unfortunate for the rest of the season that we're going to be dead basically. So. I think you're doing more now to the, for this than <laughs> than Annabelle ever has in the last two minutes, Graham. So I need you to zip I'm it. I'm trying to outdo the hoodoo. <laughs> <laughs> um. Annabelle, how did you think, we've talked about that it was a kind of, it, you know, the classic game of two halves. How did you think we started? I thought we started like, okay, but after the first sort of 10 minutes, I did get that little fear starting to creep in because I felt like we started, you know, energetically and we were doing all the things you need to do against, you know, as Graham pointed out, that kind of low block, you know, them lining up with a five at the back is like, oh, fantastic. Absolutely can't wait, you know, mm-hmm. dance around this back five for the entire game. But we, we started like making chances. You could start to see those patterns forming really early. And we identified really quickly, you know, we're going and using the space out wide and starting to put crosses in. But everything just felt like it was breaking down in that box, you know, with all of those players in there. So I was thinking, oh, no, is this going to be another game of chances, but nothing clear cut? Because if I remember correctly, I don't think our first actual clear cut chance came until Jota's free kick, maybe. It might, I might be wrong, but that's the first one I remember. So a little bit worried, but at the same time, you know, I, I think I wrote in my notes at about 10, 15 minutes, you know, it's coming. You know, the chances <laughs> were coming. So I was like, I knew it was coming. And I think it did start to ramp up after that sort of 15, 20 minute mark, which was good. 
Yeah, it was it was a weird one, wasn't it? Because I felt like I was writing a lot down and there was a lot happening, but nothing was kind of coming off. So there was, you kept kind of doing that thing where you take an intake of breath because you're like, this is, this is going to be it. And then it wasn't. And a lot of that felt like it was coming on that left-hand side. Maida was doing a lot of running and a lot of work. Graham, what were your thoughts? Yeah, it was one of those where the, the ball just maybe would land about two inches behind the player in the, in the six-yard box or like just in front of them and... Yeah, it was one of those ones where we, we we created so many chances, but it just weren't falling exactly the way that you want them to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I noticed early on was just how central Greg, uh, Greg Taylor was. I mean, he was, it almost looked as if we had two centimetres sitting uh, with yeah. him and Callum McGregor. He was so, so central. And he, he plays that position so well now. It's, it's almost second nature to him. And um by doing that, he was just freeing us up in the middle of the park. If it, if Callum McGregor had a man marker, then Greg Taylor was usually free and able to 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 ping the ball about. And I think I felt I, I really enjoyed that uh, Hatate Maeda down the left. The link up play they just have this kind of synergy now. I think it's from all the kind of wrestling that they've been doing and Bray Head or wherever it was, uh, pounding <laughs> each other with. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was one of the things we spoke about last season was this idea of uh, rotating players rotating and that's one of yeah. the things we've missed with Matt O'Reilly eh, not being in because Aramo is a very different type of player Yeah, we spoke in the review about him kind of occupying that right hand side yeah. most of the time that's where his heat map is whereas Matt O'Reilly is all over the front and you can see that in the, the first half in particular Matt O'Reilly was just it was like fluid rotation for, uh, behind the, the striker which meant that when Kyogo went wide Matt O'Reilly could come in and have space there in the centre so that was good. We, we, it felt as if Ange had told them to go out and try and stretch Livingston as much as possible in so many different ways so we could try and get those gaps in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, brilliant to have Greg Taylor back. I don't know what your thoughts on that are, Annabelle. Nice to see him kind of doing Greg Taylor things and just feeling so, like Graham said, he's just such an assured presence now in that side, um, making things happen. And the other thing I've got, I'm just looking at my notes for this first kind of 15, 20 minutes. And now the, the other moment that I noted was when I thought Callum McGregor's face had got broken again. Mm. <laughs> I think we all want the return of Cal Mask, let's face it. I was like, <laughs> oh no, is he going to have to get his mask on? And I think you could see him asking the physio, did it look broken? <laughs> um, so which I thought, yeah, like, <laughs> no, but I was looking and I was thinking, oh, this is a good one. But um, yeah, no, very pro Greg Taylor ring back, as you say. It's it's almost like having a deputy captain right there on the pitch right next to Callum McGregor. It's it's wonderful. And he is such a an integral part of the team now, which it's just so funny to say, because again, looking back, I don't think anyone would have said that, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, so it was a real delight. And and as well, you know, looking at my notes from that first sort of 20 minutes, um, I thought we had the, yeah, that great link-up play between Dyson and, and Rio on the left was absolutely delightful. But I think we also saw more shades of that of that classic Jota-Kyogo link-up as well. Do you know, Jota being on the right can be a bit, because he's great but he's you know greater on the left but Mm. there was a few instances of those kind of those passes that they seem to kind of communicate to each other um telepathically which I really enjoyed as well so some really nice links all over the pitch a lot of really nice patterns um of play coming out but like you say Graham just not quite not quite coming off yet yeah, I'm glad. I'd like to, sorry, Claire, I'd like to have, uh, imagine that in the stand, someone had like this red velvet box and they open it up and they're like gold shines on their face and it's Callum McGregor's mask just waiting to come back <laughs> out. Just waiting for the opportunity. But, yeah. Some, the keeper of the mask. Yeah. <laughs> um, A light in the sky in the shape of his mask. <laughs> I'm glad uh, you brought that up, Annabelle, because I wanted to just mention to you, Graham. Um, 
or just in general, Jota being on the right. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think when he's on the right, he's obviously going to be much more prone to crossing because he's right-footed, mm-hmm. um, and we saw that. I mean, one of the early, my, my first note is Jota early cross, and it was a, a fantastically whipped-in cross from the right-hand side. Yeah. And when he's on the left, he's obviously going to be cutting in more because he's going to try and shoot with his right foot. So it's just a, you get a different Jota, but I, 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 I am a, an equal opportunities Jota fan, so I, I like <laughs> both You like positions. both. Yeah. I mean, the, we we had so much of the possession. It was all Celtic coming up, leading up to that first goal, wasn't it? Do you think that it felt like that goal, the goal was coming, Graham, before 28 minutes when, when Greg Taylor scored? Do you yeah, think I we think were increasing so. I mean, the was, pressure? Yeah, and it was pinging around the box a little bit. And it was just, as we were saying, it was like there was cutbacks, there was low crosses coming in, there was high crosses coming in. It was just, it felt as if it was only a matter of time. And even, even at that stage... Livingston started to look a bit frantic because it was just a case and they, they brought it up in the commentary on Celtic TV, they were clearing it and it was just coming straight back at them, like they weren't getting any kind of out ball whatsoever in that first half. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would like to see the touches that they maybe had in their final third in the first half because it didn't feel as if they had anything going forward at all. So I think they, they look as if they were getting a bit frantic and they were getting worn down a little bit by the time they scored. Yeah, Annabelle, I've just noticed that on my notes, uh, just before the line where I've written goal, Greg Taylor, 28 minutes, I've put, how have we not scored yet? <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, a couple of lines above my big goal note with a big love heart next to it, because that's the kind of person I am. I've got Celtic <laughs> absolutely relentless, um, living not getting a sniff, which yeah. is generous to them. So yeah, absolutely. They were just, frantic is a great word for it, because they were just getting absolutely none of it. And I thought that not only were we great on the ball at stretching them in terms of the passing that we were doing, it was all really accurate. I thought we were so good off the ball as well. Like the, the second we lost possession, we were absolutely all over them, like a swarm of bees. It was delightful to see. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely felt like it was coming. I like the phrase swarm of bees. Um, Annabelle, do you want to talk talk us through Greg Taylor's goal with the love heart next yes, to it? I would love to, absolutely. So um, my note starts with that really great ball from Alistair Johnson, sort of in the middle of the park. I just, I thought I, thought I needed calling out because I thought it was a great spot from him and he was, you know, playing quite centrally a lot of the time as well. Um, he finds Rio Hatate sort of on the, the edge of the box um, on his own. Um he does really well to keep the ball. And one of the reasons I love Rio is because he is so calm under pressure on the ball. Like he just sort of turns, it feels like he's turning in slow motion and the Livy player is just kind of in quicksand trying desperately mm. to get around him to get the ball. And he's just so casually turning around like it's nothing to him and the ball stuck to his foot like a magnet. Anyway, he casually turns around, gets away from this Livy player, really takes his time looking for the pass, which I loved. You know, he was just in no rush whatsoever. Spots Greg Taylor, who for some reason is left completely in space in that really crowded box, which was lovely. Takes the wee pass out and he does that thing I love where he properly winds up for it and absolutely fires it into the net. I think it took a deflection on the way. Um, I'm not sure if it was off. I think the keeper maybe got a touch. Or I'm not sure if it was a Livy player, but it was so fast. You know, there was nothing anyone could do. And it was it was delightful. I love, you know, Greg Taylor, you know, wee guy. You wouldn't expect him to have, you know, those sorts of powerful shots, but you love to see it. Yeah. Graham, I mean, Annabelle kind of describing Hitati there, the way that he just sort of make, he kind of makes it look easy. What were your thoughts on that goal? Yeah, uh, Hitati, that his core strength. He looks like the kind of guy that would be able to plank for like twenty four hours straight. You know what I mean? Like, and not, and not even one of the like, kind of crappy planks, like a full blown plank. And uh, he feels as if like 
he could keep the ball off you in a, in a phone box. And it's not because he's got like, a, um, it's not just because he's got amazing close control. It's just because his, his physicality, he's the, the top of his legs and his, like his stomach area, just like absolutely torn, man. It's unbelievable. And my favourite thing about the goal was just the little cushion that Greg Taylor does when the ball comes to him. Cushions it perfectly so he, he can just kind of put his full body into the swing. And it, it's it's brilliant. It's, I, I know that... that uh, Aaron and uh, Christian went on the big Greg Taylor for for ages, but it's just so nice to see him. Because I never believed it when they, when they said it. Uh, I know it's I annoying when they're right, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean they're usually full of shit, but uh, <laughs> to see it kind of come to fruition in this this form, formation and he's growing in confidence, he's getting goals, and uh, I it seems to be there was a thing with on Celtic TV with him and Alistair Johnson, and they seem to be getting on really well together. So hopefully that that can be a kind of a new bromance because we've been missing one since the, the Paddy Roberts came the other days. So Yeah, it was good that if anyone hasn't seen it, go back. Sometimes those things aren't aren't like don't kind of hit very mm. hard, but like <laughs> that was quite a funny one. Um it doesn't take very long before there's there's like a Livy get a free kick um not long after we score, and then it's like, I don't know, four minutes later that um Graham might might I'm gonna say Maida scores a goal. <laughs> do you want to Annabelle's putting her hand up <laughs> you got something to say Annabelle um I just I wouldn't describe it as made of scoring the goal personally I would have to describe it as made as face scoring a goal yeah 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 Graham do you want to what what happened there I think at, when it was actually happening I was like looking at my phone writing something down and then it all kind of played out yeah, it's it's one of those things, you know, where when something bad happens to you and you don't realise for like four seconds and then you're like, oh shit, I've just rolled my ankle. It was like <laughs> he gets he gets battered in the face with the ball, celebrates wildly with his arms and then he goes, oh, my fucking face. <laughs> um, that kind of the seconds, it's like when you pick up a hot plate and it's like takes four seconds for the message to get to your brain. Um no, it was. Uh, is that not the second goal that that he scored this season? Was it, is it cup semi final? Did it not get hit off hit off him into the the goal as well? Like at I'm sure he just that's puts he himself. It's all about putting himself in the right place at the right time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's going to have a season of those goals. It's going to be. It's, it's a new Moritz um, Jens uh, overhead kick thing. We're going to just sort of, <laughs> no, I it's the right place at the right time and deserved it because I thought he had a phenomenal match tonight. It was just all over the place, winding Livingston players up as well, which was which. Was it's great to see he's just a he's a very likable wee guy as far as I'm concerned yeah absolutely Annabelle have you got anything to add on that goal I've I heard Chris uh texted me from Celtic Park and said that they did a replay on the big screen of that goal and there was an audible laugh all around the stadium <laughs> it was just the way he celebrated for me you know he kind of just like like you say Graham he kind of ran off and went Yay! And it was just like <laughs> so half-hearted, but in a really adorable way. Just the whole thing was hilarious, and it's it funny because he kind of tricked us. I think this season, he's you know he scored some really good goals. He's had some really nice finishes, and we were all like, ah. Oh. So Dazemeda, he does have technique. He can score normal goals. Then he's like, I'm just going to score two with my face. Just <laughs> had you all fooled. It's yeah, I love him for that. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, <clears throat> a few more kind of chances happening we're, we're kind of getting towards the end of the second half um there was one where O'Reilly kind of didn't make managed to make something happen in front of goal there was a moment Graham where Livy put something off the post yeah yeah it looked as if um it was a Starfield had been filled but the ref never gave anything and uh, they ended up going through in the kind of uh, the left hand side 
And it was the, the Liverpool player as well opened his body up to kind of try and curl it, but uh, Joe Hart was routine and it, it kind of glanced off the front of the post. But I uh, have a bit of a warning sign, but I'd, I don't know. I think if it had gone to VAR, we might have got a free kick for the because it did seem like a film starfield to me, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I can't, at least I can't second guess VAR. So. Uh, yeah, weird one. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing that I've got a note of before half time, um, before the third goal actually, was um, that there was a little kind of set to with Alistair Johnson and was it Penrice? And I just thought, I, yeah. I what did you, th- what did you make of that, Annabelle? <laughs> I drew a little handbag because it was, it was a wee <laughs> bit of handbags and my note says that AJ was getting saucy because he was and I absolutely and love to see that. Did you, you like this, it? Because I really liked I it. I <laughs> loved it, especially because there's no, you know, no, apol- uh, no apologies, apologies to any Canadians listening, but there's that stereotype with Canadians that they're all just so nice and lovely, but he's got a wee wild streak about him. He definitely kind of loves getting in and about it, which I love in a player. Um, and I was kind of hoping that he was new, uh, using some of that new um, slang that he learned from Greg Taylor on the <laughs> aforementioned video to kind of, um, you know, get his point across. Let's yeah. just say, hopefully he was, hopefully he was. But yeah, I absolutely love that. A bit, of, a bit of handbags is always good in my opinion. And I think that with our players, sometimes I don't like to see us be pushovers. Like, you know, I don't want to have a dirty team. And I, I think we've got a very, very clean team, in fact, in many ways. Um, but no, I do like to see them kind of fighting back every now and again and getting a bit saucy. What did you make, first of all, of that, Graham? Because um, he kind of did it a couple more times in the second half as well. There was a bit of kind of like he wasn't holding back when he was kind of up to front, fronting up to a couple of the Livingston players. But like that, and also just he's obviously quite another quite new player in the squad. What did you make of his performance this evening? Yeah, like that. I, I love to see that as well. But also it reminded do you know the, the Lemmy video where he's doing the, that accent? Um the kind of Fife accent is kind of uh-huh, mocking. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, there's a bit where the, the Fife character gets up and starts shouting and they, they kind of laugh at him, say, sit down, mate, kind of thing. That's when he, when Alistair Johnson's kind of talking at you with that <laughs> Canadian accent, I have to like, sit down, mate. <laughs> but no, I thought I thought tonight he he looked comfortable. He was, It seemed to me as if he was trying a bit more adventurous passing, which is, again, it's going to be the, the process of trying to invert him. It sounds weird inverting someone as if you're going to turn them inside out. But uh, yeah, it, the process of inversion that we're, we're going to have to do with him. And it does seem, I don't know, it seems to be as if he is getting more comfortable. I don't know if he ever hit the, the heights of Greg Taylor, <laughs> a, a sentence I didn't think I would ever say, but it's it's going to be a process. And I think he, he, he looked comfortable tonight. So yeah, that was good to see. You didn't think you'd hear yourself say it, but here we are. Um, <laughs> the third goal comes, which Kyogo scores. He gets a kind of one-on-one with Fitzwater and manages to get away and score that goal. I think it was it was kind of coming for him, wasn't it? There was a few chances, Graham, in that first half where you thought, oh, that should have been a goal for Kyogo. I mean, I think we get a lot of feelings like that when we watch Kyogo play and that can lead to some of the frustrations that we have. But then because he's creating so much, that's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and he's still he's still overperforming his his xG, so he's technically not even missing that many chances. I think it's just a perception that he does. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a, the the beautiful long ball. Livingston player should have done better. Um, but the, the the thing about it for me that I really enjoyed was Kyogo kind of just squaring the guy up, squaring the defender up, giving him the eyes, and then what what a really sharp finish with his left foot as well. I mean, it's his weaker foot, and it was just, just pinpointed into the bottom corner. So. And he looked delighted as well. I think he was a bit unhappy because he tried to do a knee slide 
and then face face planted in the grass. And I think he was hoping for like the other players to be like on him instantly. And he, he kind of started looking over to see where everybody was. And it was like another few seconds before anyone even got to him because everyone else had been up the other side of the park. Uh, but I know he's going to be have to be on his toes because O is in the building. And well, exactly. Yeah. And spoke about how much he's the striker that he's always wanted, kind of thing. So Kyogo's going to have to stay on his toes, and he proved that tonight. Yeah, Annabelle, any thoughts on that goal? And also, just after uh, there was a VAR check after that goal, and first of all, we thought it was for a foul that had happened about ten minutes before Kyogo got the ball. I exaggerate for effect, of course. And then it was for offside. Like, what was going on there? <laughs> it was an absolute farce. Um, when they first announced the VAR check for a foul, of course, we're all sat there asking what foul, and then to see the replay was hilarious because again <laughs> I would like to reiterate what foul yeah <laughs> absolutely pointless clearly just looking for a foul that wasn't there and then for them to follow up with checking for offside when I think oh, I truly think a completely blind person would know that that was onside like it was the most obvious onside I've ever seen literally <laughs> when the ball lands at Kyogo's feet there's a Livy player about two meters in front of him I mean it's 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 lunacy and it's and literally, like, I don't want to get all tinfoil hat, but it's impossible to watch that and not think they are literally looking for a reason to write that goal off because they know that 3-0 kills that game right before the break. So, yeah, really, really frustrating, but just so glad. You could see Kyogo was very happy to have it ruled, you know, okay, which we weren't surprised by, but he deserved it. So it was just a great, you know, individual goal. And Kyogo does score a lot of goals off the back of really great assists and through balls. But that for him, I mean great pass from Matt O'Reilly to him to be fair, but he yeah. made the rest of it happen, which was great mm -hmm. to see. Yeah. Um anything to add on that, Graham, on yeah, that and the, I mean, the VAR uh, the VAR nonsense. The, not that we want to dwell on it for too long. <laughs> the the VARS. Um <laughs> Have I not heard that? How have I not heard that before? <laughs> I, don't know. I, may, I may have heard it and just stealing it from someone. But um Again, for me, I'm take, putting aside the conspiracy stuff and the decisions, right or wrong. It's a time. Again, it's a time for me. It's just taken red. I spoke on the review about a little theory I had about maybe this would lead, lead to more injuries because players are stopping mm. and having to kind of like stand around for a while. And actually, after the, the re review came out, Stephen Russell uh, sent me a message. And he said there's actually been a study a few years ago, I think it was in basketball or something like that, and it is, there, there is actual science behind this where athletes are having to stop for a few minutes, restart, and they're getting injuries from it. So the way it's been implemented in Scotland, it's just it's an, absolute, it's an absolute disgrace. I just don't understand why they're taking so long to go through these things, because as as, as Annabelle said with that one, you see the replay, replay right away. There's clearly no foul, and there's clearly no offside. So I don't, I don't understand why it takes so long. Yeah. Well, we get to half time three nil up, which is nice. And I think, you know, I was thinking again, we were going to have a second half that was probably f going to feature more Celtic goals. Um, by the way, I just want to shout out: nice to see Fran Alonso on the in the studio for Celtic TV. <laughs> thoughts on thoughts on that, Annabelle? <laughs> oh, great! He's got a fantastic accent. I could listen to him all day. But I also, I also loved his kind of, you know come come watch the women play you won't regret it kind of attitude I thought that was brilliant absolutely more people do need to get along to watch the to watch the girls as well myself included so loved it yeah I thought it was good and I thought the way he spoke about the game was good as well and I also enjoyed the fact that his feet didn't quite reach the floor on the chair that they'd given him <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah the, the second half how do you think we kind of started the second half Graham or just uh, can I give a shout out to Lindsay Hamilton, former uh, cynic herself. Uh, she was actually oh, yes. in the, the doing the draw. 
Aye, so she was representing Proud CSC at halftime. I think you you seen that Cal McGregor had the the rainbow yeah. under his captain's armband. So aye, that was that was good to see. But aye, the second half, I I, I think it. You know, it was a wee bit more disjointed, I think, because Livingston seemed to be even trying more things to kind of break up play and stuff like that. But that the 15 minutes, I think, were like the best part of the second half. It, uh-huh. it started to go downhill after the 60th minute. But no, it was, it was. I think we were trying to kind of keep going where, where we were let off and uh, Livingston were just trying to break things up as much as possible. Yeah, Annabelle, how did you think we started that? I mean, I've written down, I think we were still really came out all attacking in the second half, which is why I thought, right, this is going to be very similar to what we've just seen. Yeah, very much the same. There was a lot of great chances. I mean, Kyogo put that ball almost across the goal line in the first minute of the second half. So you see that and you're thinking, oh, fantastic. You know, we are, we are just picking up where we left off. We're going to get... Going to be seven nil by the end of this game. It's going to be an absolute thriller, and um, <laughs> it just it just didn't happen. And I agree. I feel like rather than Livingston turning around and thinking, "Oh, let's let's try something different here." Clearly, this isn't working, despite the fact that was obvious because this never works against Celtic. Now, yeah, it maybe worked two years ago. Please learn. We can get around it now. Stop playing like this. I'm genuinely asking. Please stop it. It's so boring. <laughs> like just try just try literally anything else. But anyway, ran over. Um, yeah, they just they just made it worse and, and harder. And, and I, th- I think even though we came out attacking, we were just kind of unlucky not to get another goal before, like Graham said, the subs kind of started disrupting the momentum a wee bit. But yeah, I was really happy with the energy. No issue there at all. Yeah, I think we were also, Graham, fully expecting those subs to be made. 63 minutes, uh, Jota and O'Reilly come off, Abada and Moy come on. Um, is that a sub that you were happy with? Is that we happy with both of those? <laughs> Uh, it probably been apparent from the review episodes that I'm not a Moy boy. Um, it's not that <laughs> it's not that I don't like him and think he's a bad footballer. And like I just think that when my O'Reilly plays, it adds so much to the team. So I think when when Moy Nabada came on, they they basically replaced that right hand side and that the rotation and the movement stopped uh, mm-hmm. going on so much. But I think you're always going to get the momentum going when the subs are made anyway. So. I don't think we can fully blame them. And I think Abada had some nice moments and uh, Moy had some nice wee passes as well. So it was just, I don't know, like I think when you get new players, you want to see your first, I wanted to see my first, the first subs, Iwata and O. That's what I wanted, <laughs> first two on the park. So when it's no when it's anyone else and then David Turnbull comes on, you're like, oh, I've seen him playing that time before. <laughs> uh, so I think you, you always want to see the new ones. But yeah, other than that, it was, it was fine. So Graham doesn't like Moy and he wanted new toys to play with but Annabelle mm. were you happy with it <laughs> I'm happy with my Moy toy yeah. <laughs> no yeah I was I was happy with the subs for me it felt kind of like for like um I just feel like because of the form Moy's been on you know he you know brings something yeah it's different to Matt O'Reilly but it didn't feel like a drop-off basically so it felt interchangeable to me at the time um but no I agree I think you're right Graham they're just there just seemed to be kind of just something lost on on that side. We still saw a lot of stuff going down the left hand side after the fact, but it was just a bit of loss of movement. Abada, I feel like he was quite unlucky. I feel like he did have nice moments, but just I don't know, nothing came off for him. He never really had a chance to mm-hmm. be in the middle of the box, which kind of makes sense given the way Livy set up. You know, he was having to play down the wing a lot, and he's really good at being kind of it can be an oddly good poacher at times in the middle of that box, but there was no space for him in there tonight. So, yeah. but no, at the time, at the time, I was happy. You know. I wish I could go back and say, don't get too excited. <laughs> Graham? 
Yeah, that was actually one of the things I noticed in the first half, coming off the back of Colin's question in the, the, the press conference, when you asked about changing formations and stuff, uh, Ange says something about if, if people see his play, we do actually have two up front. And you could see that in the first half when I think a cross came in and Maeda and Kyogo were like five yards away from each other. Yeah. And uh, Jota and Kyogo at the other side as well. But when Abada came in, he almost got that header at the back post. So it was interesting to see after Ange has spoken about it, like when the ball's on one side, the middle of the park becomes a two two person straight force with the the right winger or the, the other winger coming across. So I, that was interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other thing I've written down is that that I've put that guy who I then realised was Mo, what's his name that that the Livy's number eleven Montano kept sho- Montano. kept shoving mm-hmm. Maiden. I was getting really cross about it Annabelle <laughs> so was made I think I know <laughs> and then Maida, later on Maida is the one who ends up getting a yellow card well that's how it goes and so Maida the clearly much smaller player as well I'm not saying that has any impact but I mean come on yeah um yeah really frustrating and again though that's the thing love to see Maida fighting back love it because he seems so calm and collected but um no nah, I'd be pissed too I was I was absolutely on his side on that one get booked all you want guys and you earned it you yeah well yeah <clears throat> and then Graham there was a weird moment where talking about Abada he went down he was kind of making a run down that right hand side and he got caught by a Livy player he kind of a bit like not realizing what's happened goes down and then he looked he looked quite hurt. What, what was? What did you make of that whole incident and the way it played out and the way it was dealt with? I, thought, I was actually more concerned at the start because the way he kind of took about four paces and then started yeah. being hurt, I thought he'd pulled a hamstring because yeah, that's kind of what it looked like. And then when you saw the replay, I still couldn't see the contact in the replay because it was just it just went too fast. But it did look as if maybe studs of the lever mm. player took his Achilles or his ankle or something like that. He was, he was definitely holding his ankle. But for some reason, I think the ref thought the same thing as me, that it was like a muscle strain or something, because he didn't think there was contact and didn't give a free kick and give like the drop ball to Livingston. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I think that the lesson about it is be hot faster and go down quickly and then we'll get free kicks. Yeah. <laughs> um, 75 minutes, we get the final. They, they are the final subs, aren't they? Yeah, Kyogo. Um, no. Huh? No, there was one sub at 84. Oh, Oata at 84. Ah, yes, you're right. Absolutely. Um, I was confused, though, because when Oata came on, I was like, what? Because I thought there had already been five, so I can't <laughs> count. That will be because it's on a different page. I've got it written on a different page. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Kyogo off and Hatate off and O and Turnbull come on. So, Graham, that's kind of half of what you wanted. Yeah, yeah, and always <laughs> definitely got that kind of like uh, new puppy look. He's just he's frantically trying to get involved in every single move, and it's uh, <laughs> me, me. I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, it's as if he's saying like "wee" in his head when he's running about. Um, <laughs> so I, I think he would just need to calm down. It'd be good if he could get a goal early in his career, and that that might calm him down a little bit. But he, he's definitely eager. He's an eager beaver, and. Uh, it looks exciting, but it just needs to maybe try and do a bit less. Um, but yeah, it was good. Turnbull coming on, obviously, we need to give him minutes as well. So uh, again, I was wanting a water, but I couldn't, I couldn't get what I wanted at this stage. I actually got uh, wrote down here a water. Is it a, is a water getting gooched? 
like oh my God. and uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave Flanagan reminded me that this was only the second game after uh, Awata's debut so I was maybe overreacting a little bit yeah I think maybe let's see how it all let's see how it all plays out um yeah what did you make what do you make of oh how are you feeling about him Annabelle I just want to quickly say, please don't ever use Gooch as a verb again. <laughs> I hated it. Um, if you ask Graham something like that, he'll definitely do it more. Yeah, I realised my mistake immediately. <laughs> um, I also want to note that I think my notes accidentally reflect exactly how Graham probably felt about Turnbull coming on. So I've got, obviously, I've got off, Keel going real, and then on, I've got, oh, comma, David Turnbull. <laughs> like a disappointing kind of, oh. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I was really happy to see O coming on. Obviously, his wee cameo um, at the weekend was really exciting. Um, I still find him really exciting to watch because I absolutely love that insane sort of golden retriever energy, just running around the pitch desperate to get involved, which I think is fine in a game where we're 3-0 up. Um, yeah. But yeah, you'd, you'd want to see something a bit more calm and assured, you know, in a position where we need to score. I mean, chances are if that was the case, he wouldn't be on the pitch anyway. Um, but no, I love that kind of desperation hunger to score because exactly like um, Graham said earlier, you know, that striker position is now essentially up for grabs with that new blood coming in. Mm-hmm. So he's going to want he's going to want to prove, you know, yeah, I get Kyogo's the top striker in the league or whatever, but I'm here too. Yeah. So no, I, I was really excited to see and I was I'm desperate for him to get his first goal because I, I just want to have two really, really good strikers because that's kind of what I felt like we had. And I just don't want to downgrade that. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I also enjoyed Turnbull having one of his wee digs from kind of a bit further out as well, because I was like, that's just what he does now. I'll have a go. Why not? You know? (laughs) There's always a chance as well. Exactly. And I was at this point, I think this was maybe when I texted the group and said, I just need another goal, something to make this half of football, like, seem more interesting. Um, We get our final sub, which is definitely our final sub. Callum McGregor comes off. Um replaced by Iwata that's I mean Annabelle at this point it's for the last five minutes he's coming on to just see out the game and get some playing time at Celtic Park in front of the crowd and stuff so you know is is there anything significant to say at this point we just need to see more of him looking at my notes no (laughs) (laughs) I kind of wish he'd got longer I feel like I mean obviously bringing him on maybe at the last round of subs 15 minutes ago is maybe a bit risky but you could have been brought on a few minutes after that when there's only 10 minutes to go I feel like I feel like we've seen enough of him to know that he's capable of more than just the wee five minutes at the end. He's very assured and um, I I didn't feel worried, you know, watching him play um, in his debut, which is always a nice feeling to have. And especially in that vital role as well, you know, anyone kind of coming on and trying to do the Callum McGregor role feels a bit like, "Ah." Um, (laughs) but yeah, nothing really noteworthy happened. I don't really think at this point I basically stopped writing notes because I was just kind of looking at the clock like, right. Let's just get this done. <laughs> if you're yeah. not going to score, just stop playing, basically. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, no, no issues with the water. I um, just wish you'd got a bit more time. Um, so yeah, I mean, it finishes 3-0. Graham, have you got any kind of final thoughts as the game comes to an end? Yeah, I mean, with Iwata getting in that Callum McGregor position, I think it was the, the least... the posi- Apart from maybe Joe Hart, is at that stage with Livingston giving up the ghost, it was like going to be the least involved position in the park so it just I don't even know if he touched the ball uh, maybe once or twice but yeah it's hopefully it's 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 hard because when you think about giving giving people minutes we are in the 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 home straight now and we don't want any slip-ups because Rangers do unfortunately because if they're getting a bit of momentum behind them Uh, so it is going to be hard to give uh, give players minutes 
especially someone like Kobayashi as well, because I mean that's six games in a row we haven't conceded a single goal. I don't. I think the last time we conceded was the second of January against Rangers. Mm-hmm. Which, I, when you consider the kind of uh, defensive disruptions that we've had this season, that coincides with Starfelt and CCV basically getting a run of games together again. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be hard, but I mean that's that's why you come to a big club like Celtic. You you want you, you know you're going to have to fight for for a game time, and uh, you, you're going to have to push yourself to get there. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Any final thoughts from you, Annabelle? Um, I just have nothing nice to say about Davy Martindale at this point. Um, <laughs> okay. For him to come out with all that cheek about you know how much money we have and how lucky we are and things like that, and for him to talk about having you know the technically the best game in the league he's doing like that Steven Gerrard thing of making up stats which I absolutely hate like oh if every game ended at 85 minutes we would be top of the league um, <laughs> to come out with all that talk um, and for his team to be on a good run and then to play like that I'm just so embarrassed for him it's just it was just it was a pitiful display from them and looking at the kind of possession stats kind of tells that story as well they just had absolutely nothing to offer and I thought it was just a really depressing way to play football. So thanks for nothing, Davey, but you deserve nothing from that game anyway. Love it, love it. Um, From a Celtic perspective, Annabelle, who was your player of the match? It was close for me between probably Matt O'Reilly and Rio, but I'm going to pick Rio just because some of the passing, the crossing was sublime, beautiful, stunning. <laughs> running out of words for him uh, yeah, anymore um, <laughs> I'm going to use ethereal again because I've not used it in a while okay good beautiful and also I mystical. love seeing mystical legendary <laughs> but yeah I love I love seeing Dr Rio coming out tonight as well when you know McGregor had his little nose issue mm. he was straight over to him giving a wee pat on the back so yeah just a lovely supportive and very beautiful performance from Hatate tonight he was integral in so much of the build-up and the assist for Greg Taylor was delightful so it's Hatati for me. Graham, who was yours? Yeah, same same for me. He, he was just everywhere. And I think one of the, the moments of the match for him is when he when he got the ball and he kept he kept having to drift left in the second half uh, in the in the box and he just kept possession, kept possession, and then he got a beautiful crossover at the back post. And again, it was he's just someone you love to watch play and him and Jota. I feel as if I'm now operating at 100% confidence. Mm-hmm. You can see Jota tonight, Jota tonight and his last game as well. He's just he's trying things. He's having a lot of fun on the park. Yeah, and uh, the two of them just seem as if they've got their mojos, and uh, it's a great time for it. I mean, with uh, what, 14 games left, I think it is, mm-hmm. and that's a great time to to have everyone firing the cylinders until the incoming wave of injuries. Stop it. <laughs> um, You've definitely- that worse yeah. I have no fault for that at all Graham you mentioned kind of the the run of games coming up and we've got St Johnson on Sunday what are your takeaways what if you uh, normally we would we might do a two point takeaway but just if you've got a takeaway from watching that game tonight what would it be I'm quite worried about I'm sorry in advance about is, is whether Haxabanovich is getting gooched um, <laughs> because he just doesn't seem to be getting much game time in many chances he was in when he first came he was in quite a bit playing mm-hmm. in number eight playing in wide and now he's he's not even going to look in from the bench and Abada seems to be getting minutes in front of him like I'm fine with Abada getting minutes but doesn't seem to be much rotation when it comes to Aksimanovic I think he got a sub appearance for a few minutes recently but that was about it 
So I'm I'm worried for Haxa because I like him. I like his I like his Instagram fade hair content, uh, <laughs> and I, I like his he's scored a fantastic goal. Uh, was it Ross County that one at the bottom corner? And it's just uh, I miss him. I miss him on the park. Okay. Uh, I would like to see him get more minutes. More Haxa Banovich for you and Annabelle. What would be a takeaway for you from that? Um, probably that we're just absolutely rampant, and at this point, I'm not really sure what is going to end this run of form. And I don't want to know unless they suddenly <laughs> decide to start the Champions League in February 2023 again. But other mm-hmm. than that, it just feels it's starting to feel like we're unstoppable at this point. And yeah, long let it go on. And also just on the Haksabanovic piece, I was a bit sad to not see Haksabanovic subbed on tonight as well. But he was injured for a while. He was out for a while. I feel like he's still kind of just coming back because I think his first game back was Morton, the game I managed mm. to go to recently. And um, I think he's still, you know, watching that game. We were sat on the side of the pitch where he was on the wing and it just, it was, it was a bit sloppy from him. So I think he's just going to have to do a bit of fighting for his place again. But I agree. I, I miss Hack, so I want to see him back as well. And um, I think Ange has made it very clear, you know, like I said earlier, there's no, you don't get to keep your place. This, the squad's going to be rotated no matter what. So don't worry, Graham. I think we'll see him again soon. Are you saying that I have again overreacted with my goochness? <laughs> Absolutely, yes, if you're going to keep saying that. <laughs> You're just overreacting in general, Graham. It's all going to be fine. Um, this has been really good. I really enjoyed, I always enjoy going through the games after with the reaction because it kind of helps to process as always. Annabelle, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me and sorry in advance for the injuries. <laughs> I'm going to blame Graham, actually. Um, <laughs> although thank you for being here, Graham. You're, you're very welcome. I, I, like I, I did want to, I forgot to say to you at the start, uh, you left my flawed intro in, in the review and um, I felt very embarrassed by that. Um, <laughs> that would have been I, an editorial decision made by uh, Christopher, not me. Uh, so, I mean, uh, everyone everyone thought that I was a, a fantastic professional and now they know, they've know they seen behind the curtain. So. Oh, sorry about that what a way to end this podcast <laughs> Graham it was lovely to see you Annabelle it also lovely to see you this has been the reaction to Celtic 3 Livingston 0 I've been your host Claire Wilde and we'll speak to you very soon 